everybody hear me? Yeah. Uh, I have a tendency to mumble, so if that's happening, then just say, hey, Dan, where are you? Um, but uh, yeah, good morning, everyone. I'm uh, honored uh, to get to share this morning. Uh, today, we're going to be having a conversation uh, about friendship. And uh, over the past month, uh, we've been uh, just focusing on community and, as Chas said, orbiting. Uh, so, um, uh, th- was it three weeks ago, Chaz, um, Jeremy uh, was talking about how we can, how we're called to orbit our lives around the centrality of Christ and who He is and that relationship instead of how uh, many of us, including myself, try to s- kind of see like the church is the center and then our life orbits around the church. Uh, and then last week, uh, Chaz touched on dynamics, uh, expectations, uh, and community, kind of setting the stage of what it looks like to, to live in relationship uh, together. Uh, and then today I'm going to go a little bit um, down the road of um, the gift of friendship that we get uh, from the Lord uh, and how it's really different from how we understand uh, friendship uh, in general, very counterculturally countercultural. It's been uh, an interesting journey for me, honestly. Uh, I thought I had a good grasp of what it means to be a friend uh, based on how Scripture uh, presents friendship and how especially Christ uh, expresses friendship and uh, at a level that I didn't know. And uh, so I feel like I'm learning with you. Um, as I was reading and getting becoming more familiar with the topic of just spiritual friendship or holy or sacred friendship, uh, I put together an, uh, just a little outline of notes. Uh, it's basically just things that were helpful for me. Uh, and I want to hand it out to you, not because it'll, um, yeah, it might help you, maybe not, uh, but then just give you um, uh, some information that you can take home with you uh, as you think through just what uh, friendships are. So uh, 18 years ago, I remember I was in my, Oh, uh, before I jump into that, uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to do a quick overview of friendships, uh, and then we're going to spend about 10 minutes uh, in silent reflection together about what I shared, and just asking to the Lord to speak to you directly uh, about this topic. I can talk for 45 minutes, but I really want you to hear from Him. And uh, then we're going to do 15 minutes of breakout. Uh, and so as we're talking, as you're reflecting, break out into groups of three, maybe four people, uh, and then just break out and say, um, just for you to, to kind of talk about uh, how the Lord could be talking to you about friendship. Uh, so, uh, yeah, okay. So 18 years ago, I was in my college bedroom uh, crying on my bed uh, because I had so many friends, uh, but uh, they didn't really know me. I didn't feel known uh, for who I am. I didn't feel loved for who I wasn't. Uh, and uh, I just remember crying out to God, Lord, could you at least give me one friend who knows me more completely and who still uh, is willing to be there on my side when life gets really hard. Um, Tim Keller said something that was, has really stuck with me for a long time. Um, it's to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. 
to be known and not loved is our greatest fear, but to be fully known and truly loved, well, is a lot like being loved by God. Um, and so uh, today we'll be talking more about what it means to be loved by God and how we get to experience that love together uh, in a sacred friendship. So I was uh, crying out uh, in my bedroom, I think I was a sophomore, I was having a kind of fuzzy, I don't know if it was a sophomore or a junior, uh, but uh, it wasn't until my senior year where my life was falling apart inside, like I, I couldn't keep it together, uh, that who I was was so different from how people knew me. Uh, and I just wanted to be known, so I went to my roommates and I said, hey guys, I'm really struggling with life right now. Can we just talk once a week uh, and share and spend time praying together? Uh, and so uh, I would say that's the first time I started to experience friendship at a level that uh, Christ wants to experience friendship with us. Uh, together. I still have lots to, um, yeah, uh, a long ways to go. Uh, I assume that many of you have already experienced friendship in a way that's been transformational uh, in your relationship uh, with the Lord and becoming aware of who you are uh, and who God is and who God says you are. Uh, my boss um, told me, he said, Dan, you really don't know yourself but through the eyes of others because there's that internal voice inside that's talking and you think you know what's right about who you are, but it's not until you actually hear it spoken uh, by another person, uh, by someone else's voice, that you begin to know yourself more fully. So words from other people can be gifts and they can also be curses. Uh, so uh, one of the questions we'll be talking about is, uh, what is your what is your gut reaction to friendship? Uh, and how have you been... Uh, blessed through friendships, and um, for many of us, how have you been hurt uh, by friendships, by those who you uh, relied on uh, the most uh, to be more whole? Uh, instead, you weren't, you were hurt more deeply. Uh, so uh, my hope for today uh, and for everyone is that we'll take a closer look into relationships and that we'll be able to discern how the Lord might be inviting each one of us here today uh, to engage in a new level of friendship, how can you take those friends that are already in your sphere, in your community, and go to a, a newer, more richer, more fulfilling level? Because that's what Christ has for us. Uh, and it's an invitation for everyone. And uh, I think I'm at the point where I need to make that next step. Uh, so, Our passage for today is from John 15, and I, I included it in your notes, um, the third uh, kind of bullet, um, John 15, 12 through 15. I'm reading from a different version. I apologize. I can just read from here. So, I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command. I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father.
as I was uh, reading up on spiritual friendship, um, I was just really impressed by how Christ invites us into the inner circle of friends. I don't know if you've ever been outside of that inner circle where you've wanted to be part of the inner circle, part of that 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 group of people that really have got it figured out. Uh, those friends that seem to really gel and you're kind of the outsider. Uh, well, uh, in this passage, Jesus Christ is saying, you're not outside anymore, you're inside. And you're in that, that circle that is me as the Father, the Holy Spirit, the Son, and being like, hey, will you come in? Will you come in and be my friend? Uh, so this is something that is absolutely life-changing for human beings that they would understand that the divine uh, is inviting them into relationship and we get to experience that relationship together as we get to um, open up to be fully known and to be fully loved uh, together and that's what really transforms us into Christ-likeness. The other thing that I recognize and I um, we could work through this through uh, the New Testament of how Christ interacted with his disciples. Uh, we're not going to go through the passages this morning, uh, but you'll notice that he was all, always crying out for friendship. Uh, he was always open. He was um, uh, vulnerable. He was honest. He was humble. He was never pushy, uh, though he was firm. Uh, and um, you see him crying out, especially to his disciples, those who are closest to him, is, Will you know me for who I am, and will you love me? And uh, what you'll notice is that the disciples never really caught on to it. There were moments of, of clarity when the Holy Spirit kind of spoke through them, through the disciples and through other people, where they said, well, only God the Father could have um, revealed this to you. But Jesus walked this earth alone and lonely and never really got to experience the level of friendship that he wanted to. Because that friendship is only possible because of his sacrificial death uh, on our behalf. And so the friendship that he longed to have with his disciples when he walked this earth, he never could really have because it really depended on his death. But we get to experience it together. Isn't that amazing? So the friendship that he wanted so much that he was willing to die for, uh, we get to have a taste of it today. Uh, all of us do, regardless of how lonely we feel or how rejected we feel, uh, it's here for us to receive, and we do it in community. And um, the other uh, vision, that the other thing that hit me is that uh, you not only see it in Christ, but also in the church. And um, I noted in here that, um, that spiritual friendship is Jesus's vision for the church. Another Another person um, said that the church was meant to be a dynamic um, web of spiritual friendships. And uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, I don't think I've really quite understood it. And I encourage you just to think through that, uh, that these spiritual friendships are a type of friendship that goes to a level uh, that as people who don't have the Holy Spirit can't go into. Uh, and it's um, absolutely amazing. So I'm going to go through a little bit more uh, the handout, and then we're going to spend some time 
uh, quieting our hearts together, just listening to the Lord, um, to um, what he could be inviting us into uh, for the next season. So uh, spiritual friendship is someone who can walk with God and another person at the same time. I'm just going to throw out these proposed definitions. They're only proposed ones, I think, that over time you'll become more familiar. It doesn't have to be spirit, uh, spiritual friendship. It can be sacred friendship, or it can just be friends. Uh, this is just a, a term that, at least right now, is being... Actually, spiritual friendship has been used for almost a thousand years. There's been writings about it for a long time, and it's even been viewed as a spiritual practice in the church for about a thousand years, and it's been happening since Adam and Eve walked in the quiet, cool evening with God. That's where it started. Uh, and so, and where it ends is that it's all restored. Uh, we can walk with him fully and know him fully. So, uh, when uh, believers come together and Christ is there, right? When two or more gather, then Christ is here. He's with us. Um, you know, behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, that's his promise. He's with us always. He's with us here today. Uh, and um, so uh, when believers come together and as they are able to take levels of deepening trust or risks of being able to share who they are, uh, Christ is there. And so we not only, uh, you walk with someone, you journey with someone in spiritual friendship, but then God is there at the same time. Um, uh, it's when uh, friends witness their moments of being. Not necessarily talking about what they're doing, though that's part of who they are, right? Uh, but it's where they witness together their moments of being, uh, where you can witness God at work uh, and the other person. That's where you can listen and uh, not necessarily uh, listen at a level where you're listening for um, listening and watching how God is making this person different, how this, how this person is becoming more Christ-like, how they're starting to bear more spiritual fruit. There are moments when you start to notice the presence of God in each other's life, and oftentimes the goal is for a relationship, but uh, at the same time is that you start desiring maturity in the person so as you're meeting with them and hearing them, uh, you start to recognize a voice inside of you saying, man, I really want my friend to be more like Christ in this way. And you may not even share that, but you start to recognize, man, I want this person to be changed. And then you start to recognize it for each other. So, um, Someone that uh, you'd be willing to go to the cross with. And so it's a, a level of dependence that is... Uh, not seen uh, outside. It's what we were designed for. God made us, uh, he made human beings to be designed for that level of depth and relationship. So if you think about it, this is the fabric of your being, is spiritual friendship. Uh, it's what keeps churches together. Uh, it's, what, it's what keeps us alive. Uh, without uh, spiritual friendships, without that level of spiritual depth uh, between each other, our hearts grow cold and we re realize that we are alone uh, without it. Uh, so, this isn't always the case, but it can be the case if you feel incredibly lonely 
unseen, unheard, uh, then um, could be because of a lack of spiritual friends in your life. Uh, I know that I've gone through those seasons, and I'm kind of in one of those seasons right now, honestly, uh, where I feel lonely at a level that I wish I didn't. And so this has been very kind of helpful for me. It, um, as trust builds over time, uh, spiritual friendship is um, something where both of you or a group of you will start to recognize uh, that you can be more known, that you can take those risks of sharing something deeper down inside of you uh, without being rejected uh, and hurt. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's a slow process, but it's a very good, very beautiful process. So um, in relationship, you get uh, um, experience and practice love. So I'll read passage in 1 Corinthians. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's the level of relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ every day. But we don't get to experience that love more fully until we can experience it together. We are the body of Christ, and Christ is present in us and through us. And so those are warm words, and they're true. Uh, the Lord has designed us to experience that level of love together. So, and we grow cold when we don't experience that love. So I thought I spent some time on the next sheet uh, going through different levels of friendship. Uh, that's just the human experience of friendship. So I'm not going to go over it in depth. Uh, this is my best take uh, for this week. I think each one of you would take a very different approach to how I, I took this, um, this next sheet. Uh, and it was helpful for me. I was thinking, well, what is it that friends in Christ have that friends outside of Christ don't have? Uh, what is uh, worldly friendship, and how is that different from spiritual friendship? And uh, so uh, here, I, what I mostly did is just the progression of friendship, going from a stranger to a spiritual friend. And there will always be strangers in your life, acquaintances, uh, close friends, intimate friends, spiritual friends. It's not that the that acquaintances or casual friends are bad, so I'm not you know, casting judgment on this. This is just an observation. And this is more of like my observations, my personal observations. If I think if, an, if a woman did this, it would be very different. Uh, so that could be something that you could talk about when we break out in groups. So um, I'll run through it quickly. So for strangers, they don't know each other. They've never met. They don't know each other. They don't carry any type of emotional burden for each other. They don't really care about each other. We're not meant to be able to have the emotional uh, strength to think about all the strangers that are hurting in our lives. That's normal. That's the Lord's responsibility. There is no stranger to him. But to us, there are lots of strangers. Uh, and so 
later on, uh, when you have time, I encourage you to go through conversation questions that I included for each level of relationship. And um, my hope as you go through that is just to think um, critically about yourself and where are, what type of questions are you asking your friends right now? Um, do they fall, do the questions you ask your closer friends as it falls an acquaintance, as a casual friend, as a close friend, as an intimate friend, or as a spiritual friend? And I'm not, not asking you to judge yourself, to be hard on yourself. I want you to be gentle with yourself, but just notice, are there areas where your closest friends, you're asking questions like, how are you? Um, how hard was your week? Um, do you want to go on vacation together? Uh, all good questions um, that uh, are part of our day-to-day -day life. But if you're not asking the deeper question of how's God at work in your life today, uh, then you're missing out. Your soul is uh, missing out. Uh, the essence of your being is not being fully present and that you're not able to have that conversation with someone else. It's just a maturity, so don't, again, just be gentle with yourself, don't, um, but there is that invitation. So as a stranger, you don't know who they are. Uh, going on to the acquaintance, it's someone that you've met that uh, you kind of have an idea, there might be a connection or two in your community, and uh, you might be wondering, oh, I wonder if I like this person, does this person like me? Do we want to, like, exchange phone numbers? Um, that's more like on a stranger, but um, you're thinking, hey, would I like to get together with this person a little bit more? Um, from the acquaintance, then you become a casual friend. Casual friend is that you have common interests and activities in your family, um, but you're not really serious emotionally. It's just kind of like hanging out, we're going to have fun, this is going to be great. Uh, and it's part of life, right? This is good. Uh, this is not, I'm not saying this is bad. Casual friendship is good, and it's how we mature in relationship with other people. Then you have the closer friends. Uh, they know you a little bit more. Uh, you sh share many more values, ideas. Your worldviews will tend to be similar. Uh, there's lots of similarity that brings us together. And our close friends, um, you start to become more connected at the mind, body, and spirit level in close friendship. And uh, just from some people believe that few people actually get to this point, the close friendship in their life. Most people are between acquaintance and casual. Um, and so getting into the closer areas of friendship starts to become more on the spiritual level of friendship. Uh, intimate friendship uh, is where you're committed to each other, you're committed to each other's growth, you're committed to each other's success, oftentimes in a self-giving way. Um, you start to become more connected soul to soul. Uh, you're able to work through conflict in a way that brings you closer together. Um, you're often committed, um, and it's usually be and it's usually between a spouse or between same gender friends. So a husband and wife, or a guy and his best friend, or a gal and her best friend. Uh, but you're not going to get intimate friendship between um, a man and a woman. Usually, that's not going to happen unless it leads into marriage. Uh, and even in, uh, I'm not talking about romantic friend friendship here, that could be a topic for another day. Uh, and then lastly, the spiritual friendship. So as you think through and as you read through this, if you find this could be helpful for you, 
Uh, I was comparing all of these levels of friendship to spiritual friendship. Uh, so in spiritual friendship, you're committed to each other's journey in maturing into Christ-likeness for the benefit of others. And so it's inward change, becoming more like Christ, so that others are blessed through it. And so it's a very, it's, it's subtle but different in how you see that person. Uh, it's a level of, um, yeah, what's directing that relationship is different. It feels a little bit different. It follows Christ's model of friendship, that self-giving, that open, openness, that honesty, uh, the sacrifice. Um, it's guided by the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit is in you and with you. Uh, so it is a spiritual practice. And um, like all relationships, not only spiritual friendships, it's based on commitment. Saying, hey, uh, Kyler, I want to commit to see you become more like Christ. Uh, and it, it's going to be, uh, so it's a commitment. It's a relationship, and it's going to be require consistency. So it's not going to be once, uh, every now and then when we feel like it. It's going to be like, hey, Kyler, sorry, I'm, you're right in front of me and you're smiling, so. <laughs> Ryan, you are too, don't take it personally. You're in the second row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but, you know, hey, let's do this, let's do this once a week. Maybe that's not the life stage we're in, let's do it once a month, but let's be consistent about it. And then the expectation is that we get to walk together. Uh, so, difference between, uh, let's say, romantic friends and spiritual friends, this was really helpful for me, it's in the notes, is uh, romantic friends look at each other face to face, and spiritual friends walk together side by side, or journey together side by side. So there's a very different level of fondness between the romantic relationship and the spiritual uh, friendship. Uh, you are journeying together side by side. For Rebecca and I, uh, we definitely experience the romantic friendship, and I do think that we do have moments of spiritual friendship uh, that I'm most thankful for. As I thought through, who is my closest spiritual friend? I'd say Rebecca is uh, my closest spiritual friend and how we, we desire Christ to be formed uh, in each other. But those moments are very different. The conversations are different. Uh, it looks and feels very different. I, in those moments, Rebecca, I experience her as my sister. I don't experience her as my wife. Uh, so it... So it's built over time, uh, it needs to be consistent, uh, and then it requires honesty and trust. Uh, so trust, basically, what you share is not going to be shared with other people. Uh, so and we all know that. We don't want our dirty laundry uh, to be exposed. Uh, so uh, cool thing about spiritual friendships, and I've experienced this myself, is that it can be mixed gender. In fact, I think it's almost more enjoyable when it's mixed gender. So, so when you have men and women together in groups of two or three, I'm sorry, three or more if it's men and women. If it's just two, then obviously same, same gender. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm in a, a, an, um, ex, in a spiritual friend group right now that has men and women, and it's pretty awesome where you have women that are able to share the longings of their soul in front of men, and men are sharing the longings of their soul in front of women, and just seeing the spirit bring about healing 
uh, and those people, including myself, it's pretty amazing. Uh, but it creates, you really do need structure around that for it to be healthy and safe for everyone. So, and I was even, I was even thinking, huh, I wonder if we could do that here at Christ City. Um, so, okay. How are we doing on time for the first section? We're doing okay? So we have 25 more, 30 more minutes to go? Is that okay? Yeah? Okay. Uh, so I have questions for reflection, uh, just to think about, so what does the word friendship make you think of? Uh, and we'll be, I'll be reading through some of these questions when we go into silent reflection together. Uh, but not uh, all of these questions uh, I won't, we won't be co covering all of these questions today. If you're feeling drawn to this theme, I uh, hope you are, then I uh, just encourage you to go through these questions and then ask if there are any other questions that would be good for you to think about. Uh, I also have the section of setting the stage for spiritual friendships. Um, so there's church, that's a big group, and then there's GC, which is a somewhat larger group in the middle of church where we get to do life on life, uh, where we get to know people uh, in gospel community. And then there's another level which you could call DNA, uh, and that's, um, those are discipleship groups. And in those discipleship groups, there's also maturing and becoming more like Christ. And uh, this is almost more at the level of DNA at the discipleship group where there's a committed, consistent relationship where you can walk together. Uh, and so... If you go to a gospel community and expect uh, the depth of transformation and spiritual friendship, then that's not a good expectation. However, as being the body of Christ, being able to ask those questions in the midst of a gospel community, uh, I would encourage that to make it feel more real uh, and more meaningful uh, for everybody, because uh, it really is. Uh, so. so I set the stage for spiritual friendship and um, then um, part of my encouragement is that we practice soul conversations. And again, this is just a word, uh, but basically what does it look like for us to journey together side by side? What are those types of questions that we could be asking? And so I just kind of boiled it down into four categories of reflection, discernment, confession, and prayer. Uh, and so uh, reflection... Um, where you reflect on the Lord's presence in each other's life. It's very similar to the prayer of examine we talked about a year and a half ago. Uh, and so, so basically, how do you, can we reflect together on how God was creatively involved in our life today, this week? Uh, God started creation, but he didn't finish creation, right? His creation is always ongoing, daily. Uh, and so how is he being present in our lives? And then discernment, uh, how, how can you cultivate a, um, a curiosity about how he is involved? Not only noticing it, but trying to understand, hey, what, what's behind this? What is he accomplishing? And so you cultivate that curiosity together. Uh, so, hey, how is, uh, how is the Lord at work in your life, Jesse, right now? And, you know, what's really important about that? Or, or Rachel, how, how is he loving on you today? And what does that mean about what, what level of relationship he wants with you today or this week? Uh, so asking those questions together uh, is just really good. Uh, confession, uh, sometimes just pouring out all the sin that's been in your heart. Sometimes we just need to do that. 
Um, but just asking the question, what do you need to be freed from? Is there something that's on your shoulders that's really crushing you right now that you need to be freed from, which might be a sin issue, maybe not, uh, but something that's really heavy. Uh, and so time of confession. If you are confessing, confessing sin at the end, you can say, hey, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. So we know that we're forgiven, but until we hear it from a brother and sister in Christ, hey, hey Dan, you are forgiven. Um, I had a time, we still do, uh, uh, where I needed to confess sin to Rebecca and her speaking out, hey, Dan, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Or just, Dan, I forgive you. Uh, that opened up my heart to being changed. Um, so, And then prayer is just reorienting our minds, our body, our soul to the reality that Christ is with us. And so, so, so I hope that as I talk through uh, spiritual friendship. This is so fast. There are books, lots of books about it out there, uh, and just the beauty of what it's like to be in relationship together. Uh, just hope that we can start experiencing it more uh, here, uh, even when we show up together in church and the craziness, saying, hey, how, how are you doing? Um, how's the Lord at work in you? How was he at work in your life this week? Uh, so I have lots of other questions that you can refer to. Uh, so... So, yeah, so let's uh, spend some time uh, in quiet reflection. Just want to invite everyone to, uh, let's see, I don't, you haven't been here before. Every now and then, uh, I'm not singling you out, uh, but we have a practice of being silent together uh, because we believe that in silence, God is here. Uh, he wants to be quiet with us, and he wants to enjoy uh, that silence with us to know us more fully. So. We're just going to spend a little bit, maybe 30 seconds to a minute being quiet, and then I'm going to start reading through reflection questions, through Bible verses, and just pay attention to what's going on inside in your heart and in your mind, and uh, gentle noticing is what I encourage you. Just notice what's going on. Don't try to make any rash decisions, or uh, just notice. So, all right. So yeah, get comfortable. Uh, I encourage you to close your eyes if that's what's most comfortable to you. Uh, your body in a place of receiving uh, in silence before the Lord. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. To be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is well 
a lot like being loved by God. What is your gut reaction when you hear the word friendship? Desire the fruit of the Spirit for each other, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How is past hurt keeping you from making new friends or pursuing a spiritual friend? So now, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other, just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples.
how has the Lord already guided you in finding spiritual friends? How have you been let down, or how have you failed to be a friend to those closest to you? Christ's love and friendship allows us freedom from guilt, the security of acceptance, and the identity of belonging. Make being a true friend not only a possibility, but our calling. Close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we honor you, knowing that you're good, that you're kind, that you're gentle, that you're approachable, you're always open and inviting us into deeper fellowship with you. I just uh, want to say thank you for leading and what it means to be a true friend for giving us the gift of spiritual friendship that we too can enjoy that level of friendship here uh, on earth. And just ask that you would work mightily in our hearts and our minds that we would desire what is available to us as we get invited into that inner circle uh, with you together, Lord. Thank you. You need my praying. Amen.
We're going to be transitioning into spending a time of communion, fellowship around the table, that inner circle. And uh, so um, a medieval monk who started writing first coined the word spiritual friendship in the 12th century. Uh, he's the one uh, who said that a spiritual friend is someone that you'd be willing to grow to go to the cross with. Uh, and uh, the night that uh, Jesus was betrayed, uh, he went out and he prayed uh, earnestly to the Father, asking that uh, the Father would remove this cup of suffering from him. Uh, but he said, your will be done, not mine. And if you think through, you remember the disciples falling asleep. And in a moment of extreme weakness, he cries out to his friends, could you just please stay up with me? I can't take it. I need friends. And so he was crying out for friendship when he was about to go to the cross. And so he was asking someone to go with the cross with him, at least to be present, to hear him. Uh, but they scattered and they slept out of exhaustion. And I know I would have done the same thing. Not judging them, but he wanted that level of friendship that he never did get. So when he went to the cross, he was alone. He experienced loneliness that we will never know. Um, he was not only alone from his friends, he was also alone from the Father. And so in faith and trust, he went up to that cross, knowing that that was his calling, that until he went up and died, that level of friendship was impossible between man and God, women and God, men and women in the church. That level of friendship was impossible until and he was faithful to his calling and went up to that. He did that for you uh, so that you could enjoy that closeness. As children of God, today we get to experience the friendship that he longed for the entire time he was here on earth. He just wanted to hold people and wanted people to hold him and that closeness, but it just never really happened. So we get that. We get that. It's a gift. And so uh, it's uh, wonderful. It's mysterious. And I uh, just want to share that with you. So uh, the night that Jesus was betrayed and was completely alone, before that, he shared uh, the Last Supper uh, with his brothers and sisters. And uh, that night, and if you see in front of you, there's going to be some cups uh, with uh, the communion cups. And I just want to ask you to, to get that. Uh, so that night, as everybody was enjoying a meal, thinking that it's just going to be another Passover night, uh, he knew, he knew what was going to happen. And he wanted to give them an image of what it would be, what he was going to go through uh, on their behalf for the, for the, so that they could be not only cleansed, but also enjoy in that close relationship that he wanted but didn't get, but was going to get soon. And so he took the bread and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take the body broken for us.
Then he took the cup. And he said, this is the new covenant between God and his people. Covenant is friendship, right? This is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you think of it. Let's drink together. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. A death so that we could enjoy friendship with God and with our friends. So now I'd like to invite you to break into, do we have time for this? No? Okay, so we'll break up into groups of two or three. And um, um, I do have some questions here. Uh, on the third page, questions for re reflection. I shared about a few of them. And um, what I shared was very deep and personal, uh, so don't feel like you need to go to that depth with them uh, today, but I just want to encourage you to just talk with someone. Is there anything new? Um, how have you thought about friendship? Um, what is keeping you from friendship right now? Um, so, yeah, great. Break up into groups of two or three, uh, maybe four if you need to, and then uh, we'll uh, finish this service with uh, some praise and worship together. So, all right, there you go. So, next 10 minutes.